from Daytona Beach, Florida. This is the Daytona Motormouths Podcast. The Daytona 500 belongs to Franklin, Tennessee's Darrell Waltrip. With two of the preeminent motorsports writers in America. From the Daytona Beach News Journal, Godwin Kelly. Hey, get out of my way. And Ken Willis. Come on, Godwin. Rubbin's racing. This is the podcast for NASCAR fans. Now the checkered flag about to come out. From the home of NASCAR, Daytona Beach, Florida. Here he comes. He's going to the it. bottom. He's down low. The Daytona Motor Mouths on Twitter at NASCAR Daytona or Facebook at NASCAR Daytona or visit online at DaytonaMotorMouths.com. And Kevin Harvin is the Daytona 500 winner. Now, here they are from the Daytona Beach News Journal, Godwin Kelly and Ken Willis. He's going to make it. Dale Jett's going to win the Daytona 500. Hey, hey. Speaking of Daytona 500, we just had one. 100. H U N N E R E. I was making uh, uh, Ken Wallace, Goblin Kelly, Daytona Motor Mouse. I was making a mental note this past week as to who says 500 and who says 500. 100. 100. 100. And, uh, and it's kind of a mixed bag. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a 50 50. 50 What do you say? Now you're thinking about it, so you're going to pronounce it properly Daytona 500. Uh, I it think, is easier to just say 100. I think I was in the 100. 100? 100 camp, yep. The 500. To, to be honest all right, with you. Well, we got a lot of ground to cover Whoa. here in a little bit of time. Look at all this paper. Yeah. So we're going to, uh, we got all speed weeks we got to recapture right here, right here, right here, right here. Okay. So the last time we were in the podcast, mm-hmm. in the pod room, where, what's this? The, the uh, Jack Jesse? Yeah, the Jack Jesse Memorial well, pod room. Right. Think, yeah. On 6th Street. 6th Street. Uh, was. A week ago Monday. So since a week ago Monday, there's been a lot going on. Well, we're going to condense it. <laughs> we're going to condense it and get it out of our hair and move on. Moving hair. on to Atlanta. Hair. Moving on to hundred. Atlanta. I remember I used to see uh, used to be the rallying cry for all the people who sucked at Daytona was, well, we'll get them at get them at Rockingham. Yeah. Because they used to go from here to Rockingham. Now they go from here to Atlanta. Okay. So, so we're going to do all that. We don't. We don't have to give it all away now yeah. we can go right into segment one take, right well we gotta take a short little pause for the calls as they say okay and then we'll be back with uh, the first segment of daytona motor mouse we'll be right back here we are what do you know what do you know what do you know buddy here's what we know austin dillon is an overnight star don't know how long that star will shine uh, because daytona 500 winners uh don't necessarily go on to have a good year much less a good career um so Atlanta next week is when real racing starts because plate racing at Daytona, Talladega is a whole different animal. And it, uh, there's only four of the 36 races that are like that. There are 32 others. And in uh, the 500, plate racing equalizes the field. So that's why we had Chris Buescher. That's why we had Matt DiBenedetto and some other guys with a chance to win who you may not hear from again for months. Yeah. So anyway, that being said, your quick snap review of the Daytona 500 specifically, and then we'll talk a little bit about the rest of uh, Speed Week's happenings. Well, you can, you can divide the Daytona 500 kind of into three segments. Well, in fact, they do that. <laughs> Officially, they do that, right? Well, okay. Okay, this is so the this, Godwin stages. This is though. Godwin stages. The segment. Godwin stages. Not so. stages, segments. Oh, okay. You got to differentiate that. Uh, okay. It's probably officially copyrighted and licensed. If right. We, you, if we said stages, they'd come after us. Right. Yeah. So, anyway, stage one was the first two stages of the race. 
oh. lap lap oh. 60 and lap 120. Confusing me. Okay, let's stay. Just bear with me. They, the guys were racing, mm-hmm. and you know they were racing hard for position yeah. for the stage points. Yeah. All right. And that's why we had you know several cautions mm-hmm. and whatnot. And then once the stage racing was over after left 120, mm-hmm. what happened? Why are you asking me? <laughs> it's Godwin segment two. All right. They cool. start cruising. Ah. Single file. Yep. Single file for quite a while. 50, 60 laps. Nobody made a move. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Okay. And then the last segment. All hell breaks loose. Yeah. And it all started with when the number 24 car on lap 190. Billy the Kid. Uh blew a tire or whatever yeah. spun out of turn four that brought out a yep. caution caution <laughs> so the field my larry mac the field regrouped double wide yep all right do do and then what happened big Crazy. we had the biggest accident crash of the day yep and that set the table for mr austin Dillon. yeah who was not i i was keeping track of the top eight guys mm-hmm. every time they do a restart and he was not in the top eight until we got to that last restart with two laps to go on the last on the overtime and he was running fourth so he just came out of nowhere probably because all those cars had crashed and he moved up on that basis it's funny you say that because afterwards denny hamlin you know who was up front there said he knows that when you're going into a green white checker like that at a super speedway at a plate race the key are the guys who are back there fourth fifth and sixth right he said those are the guys to watch and he knows that so that's godwin's segment three is the last two laps and in the last two laps all heck broke loose do you uh what was your first reaction when dylan hit uh caught up and bumped almirola and then Shortly, very shortly thereafter, Almirola went into a spin. The uh, what was your your initial thought when that happened? Well, somebody and see, I was in the press box, yeah, not in the media center. I know I was slumming it, and yeah. so I was actually watching the cars on the track. <clears throat> and at first, I somebody said Dylan, and I thought it was Dylan who had actually gone into the wall. Yeah. And so I looked over at the TV monitor because they were on a tape delay mm-hmm. or whatever they call that, and I realized no, it wasn't Dylan in the wall. He had put Eric Almarella in the wall. Which leads back. I digress here for a moment. We were standing atop the uh, fan deck on top of the uh, south southernmost cup I, garage. I, I'm a big fan of the fan deck. Yes, and we we watched the first segment basically up there. And uh, it's the best. We got a little nook up there where we stand. It's the best place to watch from. You can see almost the whole track. And for part of it, you can't see. There's a jumbotron right in your eye line, so you got to you you can watch the jumbotron. So you're covered. And I kept, you know, I'm wanting to watch the race without having to look at it on the on the color TV. And I'm just finding myself getting as time goes on. I'm not getting over this. I'm getting madder and madder at the fact that you can't tell who's who because the colors of the cars they're just and i'm watching yesterday i'm going who is that and then it would come around i go oh that's the 43 
Oh, oh, that's what so-and-so's car looks like this year. No, it doesn't look like that this year. It looks like that this week. Next week, it'll be completely different. You know, and it's just week after week, the cars are different colors. And it just drives me crazy. You should, if there were uniform colors, when those cars are on the backstretch, you don't have to go back that far to, to know, oh, that's Kyle Larson, that's Jeff Gordon, that's Junior. That You know, you knew who was who just from all the way across the track on the backstretch. You're, that's a long way away when you're in the grandstand or even on the fan deck. Okay. And you can't tell who the hell they are anymore, and it pisses me off. All right, so that rant's over, but okay, let's keep moving on. on. All right. Let's keep moving on. Back because, on the drills. Because uh, it was uh, – it, the well, the last lap, so you had uh, Austin Dillon uh, being pushed. Oh, by, you didn't tell me what you thought. What was your thinking after you knew what had happened? That he had kind of got him out, rooted him out of the lead. Did you think, uh oh, that's that might get reviewed, or did you think, oh, that's not that's not nice? Uh, well, I mean, or what no, were you no, thinking I, after after they did the replay? Yeah, and it showed that uh, you know Eric moved up to try and block those yeah. guys. Mm-hmm. And those guys had a run, and yeah. he shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't ought to have done that. Shouldn't have ought to. Yeah, so, so, so I mean, I, that's why I said, I mean, well, he kind of roughed him up to get by him. But I said, well, when a guy's blocking and you've got a faster car, he might not have had a faster car, but he was part of a run with somebody pushing from behind. And, you know, you got the cars drafting or right. faster than a car alone. Yeah. And so, uh, and if you're going to block, that's the risk you run if you block. And I, and I watched it and watched it and watched it, but, and to me, the initial hit when he caught up to him, the hit was a square, big, old-fashioned bump draft, which didn't wreck him. The wreck came after he was scrubbed. He scrubbed left and then right on that rear bumper, and I don't even know if he was touching him when he did that because we've learned you don't have to be touching him when you do that, especially when you get near that left rear quarter. And uh, and next thing you know, he's you know he's going in that big old loop. Yeah, my left rear quarter is very sensitive. Well, that's why too. I don't touch it anymore. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, there are some people that are I've gotten judging from my email. There's at least a few people out there who don't like the way Austin Dillon won the race. But again. I, as I tried to explain, that as one guy says, if you're blocking, the other guy's got got the right to block back. You know? Papa Willis. Yeah. So anyway, well, but where are we? I I think it was uh, it was interesting that obviously Dylan won twenty years almost to the day that Dale Earnhardt had won his only mm-hmm. five hundred in the number three car, and then you got Bubba Wallace. Yes who's african and american driver the first full-time african-american driver mm-hmm. uh in uh, more in than 40 chariot. years yeah and he's finished his second and after the race everybody's crying you know yeah. childress well, dylan bubba <laughs> yeah you got the, the runner-up is as ha- almost as happy seems as happy as the winner that was uh bubba and then you got a guy who was going to win the Daytona 500. He was so close to win. He was, it was right there. He could smell it. And he gets wrecked. And he's not even mad. I mean, that's what was so odd to me. You know, a guy gets – a lot of times, even if a guy knows, you know, deep down knows, well, you know, I was blocking and I don't blame him for doing what he did. That doesn't, norm, that doesn't always keep a guy from getting angry and say, oh, he wrecked me. You know, he could have done – you know, he didn't have to do – he shouldn't ought to have done that. Yeah, look, look, <laughs> but at, look at Donnie Allison and uh, Cal yeah, Yarbrough. I mean, I, I, they're still fighting. But Almarola seemed – you know, he was fine. Didn't – there was no griping, no complaining. No, I, I thought he was uh, – I thought he was the, the picture of decorum. Yes, but in the, you know what in, in NASCAR this week, yeah. they touch on the fact that there's a lot of frayed nerves and emotions sure. that come out of speed weeks, and yeah. 
I, I'm thinking that may go over the Florida Georgia line. Yeah. You know, when they get to Atlanta, there may be a little payback. Yeah, well, that's a that's a scary place for payback. Yeah, they go, you could they go fast here. Daytona. I mean, come yeah. on. Well, that's pay. That's pay. That's pay. That's payday, not payback. Yeah, you can pay them back. Uh, you know, in yeah, certain you areas, you got to you got to pick your spots. Yeah. Wait till a pick short your, track race. Yeah. Who said that? Hey, how'd Chase <laughs> Elliott do? <laughs> See you later. <laughs> you. On to Atlanta. On to- <laughs> um, God, I put my glass. Oh, Speed Weeks in general. Uh, I think just hearing the hearing it tossed around enough makes me think that we're coming. We're nearing the day when it's not back to back weekends. That it's going to be like a. Wednesday to Sunday, a Tuesday to Sunday, a Thursday to Sunday, maybe that they're going to condense, you know, because right now that first weekend they got the clash and the ARCA race and pole qualifying, and then uh, nothing until the following Thursday with the twins, the trucks, and the twins, the trucks, and the Saturday bush race before the five, the day before the 500, the grandstands, the site, the sight of so many empty seats in the grandstands tells me they need to package something together to get more people in there on race day they need to package the trucks with the twins or the trucks with the bush race or the clash with the well, trucks well or guess something. what guess what? what atlanta's doing what, what's atlanta doing they're doing uh, a double header on saturday of they're, they're doing uh, xfinity or as you say bush series mm-hmm. and the trucks back to back on yeah. saturday good that's some value for your dollar yeah, right there, that, baby. Because you know, in the, you know, we always talk about the old days, but it wasn't really the old days. It wasn't that long ago. Friday, you had the IROC race and and the trucks, and that was great fun. Uh, Saturday, you had Happy Hour and the Bush race. But yeah, they're gonna. I think there's gonna be some condensing. I don't know if it'll happen as soon as next year. I don't know what the TV contracts look like, but uh, but if not as soon as next year, I think within the next two or three years, you're going to see it uh, see the uh, see it become Speed Week. Well, just a guess. I I know I, nothing concrete. See the thing about the uh, the Can Am Duel, Ugh. which are the qualifying races, the twins. Yeah, uh, you know, putting it at night. On a weekday, yeah, uh, it's uh, maybe that's for TV. I don't know. Maybe, of course, it's for TV. That's nothing but, it, but it, a TV move. There, but the whole thing, a was, pr- prime time on a on a weeknight. Yeah, the, the whole thing about that was it was like mostly a local crowd. Yeah, and it was like, what's don't the um, like the San Francisco Giants? Don't they do like a businessman's special every now and then yeah. where they play in the daytime? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. so. That was the Speedway's businessman special mm-hmm. where, you know, you had a reason to take off of work sure. to go see the qualifying races. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to convince your boss that you can't work your eight to five job because you gotta get out to a seven o'clock race that night. <laughs> well, that's the thing, and it's on T V. <coughs> yeah. So and it's not black, color T V too. It's not blacked out here. Yeah. So you know, why spend the money and yeah. the hassle and all that? Yeah. Now if it's in the daytime you know it's an excuse to get out of work mm. you know that was the old joke anyway yeah and uh well one know. of two things either i mean if you want to get more people there you either move it to uh thursday back to thursday afternoons or package it on friday with the trucks but the in-person attendance ticket purchases ticket revenue 
for the tracks is nothing compared to their cut of the TV pie. So guess who's going to win that battle? Radio. Uh, radio. Radio and internet. Ham radio. So anyway, are we off speed weeks or anything else you want to talk about? Well, we won't. We're going to get to a few we're other not things. Gonna, yeah, we're not yeah, we're, off we're not speed totally. weeks, but I think we need to move on to the next segment. Yep. We, you know, stage two. Oh, I like yeah, that. Yeah, I want to. I want to get that All point. Right, well, let's throw the yellow, and we'll uh, we'll interview the leader. That'll be me. <laughs> <laughs> I had a good run. I had a pretty good run there. <clears throat> and then we'll be right back. All right, we're back. Hey, Tony Motor Mouse. Hey, you know what? what? You get that in big time auto race. You'll get that in big time auto race. Yeah, baby. Willis, Gob, and Kelly. Uh, you pulled a couple of great audio clips from uh, Speed Weeks, including from a couple of big names, you know, Wood and Petty. Yeah. Uh, those are, uh, the, it doesn't get much bigger than that at Daytona. And uh, Richard Petty and Eddie Wood, the second generation leader of Wood Brothers Racing. Uh, at, different, at different times, they were in the media center. And uh, a lot, and they do, they will ramble a bit. Yeah. And and there was a couple of gems that Mr. Kelly pulled from each of those interviews. Uh, which one you want to do first? Which one you want to set up well, first? I want to do uh, Richard first, the king. Yeah. Uh, he's talking about young drivers, and of course, Richard is eighty years old now. All right. And he's not really familiar with the vernac- technology, the vernacular of millennials. Millennials, yeah. Uh, so it's just funny to hear him talk about like uh, you know the digital, the plat- newfangled digital age. platforms yeah. and stuff. He yeah. doesn't really know what to call these things. And uh, so anyway, and you got to have if if it's Daytona 500 week, yeah. you got to have a Richard Petty. Qu- uh, quote, quote clip quit hitting the table you're making me nauseous in my headphones you gotta have a <laughs> yeah. clip yeah. from the king sure so this is our king clip alright so roll that you ready start right. the tape here we go you're the king you can go What's first question? <laughs> how do you feel about the future of the sport with all these okay. young guns coming up you were now, the young gun of 64 any, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> okay you know uh, anybody that studied uh Cup racing since 1949 uh, knows that, like every 10 or 12 years, we have a re- regrouping. Uh, I think probably the, the group that I came through with, you know, Yarber and Allison Pearson, uh, you know, they were they probably stayed longer than anybody stayed before, and probably stayed longer than anybody's going. <laughs> so every eight or 10 years, you start seeing a, a regrouping and uh, that's what we're going through right now uh, that's one reason basically that uh, you know we looked at uh, Bubba he's a young guy you know he started out he's he's running with a bunch of these guys that are uh, that are coming into cup racing now so uh, from that standpoint we see a new generation of people coming in as far as drivers are concerned and uh, you know where we go from there I, I think that in the long run that you're getting a lot of over a period of time we're losing people my age that's not coming to the races anymore the deal is getting new people in and i feel like it a, a new crowd of people coming in the guys that use the computers and get on espn or whatever the, whatever them things are you know get get on all that stuff you know uh talk to each other on the show pictures all that stuff so i think i think that that'll that'll regenerate 
our, our form of racing because, uh, you know, the old guys and stuff didn't get into that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, we've got we to gotta get a new generation of people, and I, I think this is the way to do it. <laughs> pictures espn and stuff it reminds me of the time bobby bowden remember that when when uh, bobby bowden was getting angry because uh, on the internet it was all the fire jeff bowden stuff when jeff was his son and offensive coordinator right and bobby must have there was one word that floated around from the cyberspace that stuck in bobby's head and he threw it out there one day because i don't care what he on him daggum computers what they're saying about us on that ebay <laughs> somehow ebay stuck in his head he goes, ah, I don't go on and read all that eBay. <laughs> uh, laugh now, but I'm telling you, there, you know, we don't have to search far to find find uh, parts of modern technology where I I would sound exactly like Richard talking about texting and social media. Yeah, because I'm as uh, I'm as dumb as a stump when it comes to a lot of that stuff. Well, you and but me both. Good. I I just know the. Just enough to get by. That's basically you're a techno it. wizard. I, you're amazing. You're uh, you're ready for the Geek Squad compared to me. Well, that's yeah. I got to say true. it's true. Yeah, <laughs> you're thinking you're going to try to make me feel good, but you can't do it. Eddie Wood. Eddie Wood is uh, in his mid sixties now. His dad is Glenn Wood, a NASCAR Hall of Famer. His uncle was Leonard Wood, NASCAR Hall of Famer. Together, they were the Wood brothers out of right. Stewart, Virginia. Began working on cars under a tree in their yard and uh, went to the greatest heights in NASCAR auto racing. Eddie Wood uh, has been coming down here since he was a little kid and uh, and set this up. Uh, he was coming in talking about his most recent trip down here, right? Well, and, he, which was this past week. He, he started talking that uh, right after the season was over last year, he had heart surgery. Yeah. And uh, so he's, you know, hadn't been feeling great or whatnot. Um, and um, so rather than fly down here, the, the for some reason, the Wood Boys always like to drive down. Yeah. I don't know. You, wh- know. you know why? I'll tell you why. I don't know. Because they always have. That's what we. That's the, way, that's the way we've always done it. By God. Well, and then they is the Portofino still open? Oh yeah, that's their place. Yeah, yeah. they go there like every night. You're damn near, yeah. Yeah, over there, Daytona Beach Shores A one A Portofino. Yeah, it's a st- it's go like going back in time. It's tremendous. So anyway, um, so he got talking about coming down here. I don't know how he got on the subject, but he drove his wife's car. Which is a it's a compact. It's called a Focus ST. Focus. Yep. Yeah. And or yeah, Focus ST. Yeah. It's got a manual six speed transmission. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of work. Yeah. So um, he's coming down from I guess Virginia or or, yeah. or Charlotte. I'm not sure. And uh, he runs into some problems along the way, and he recounts his ordeal on 95. Right now? In this clip. All right, here we go. I've got um, one of those Focus STs, um, but that's really, really fast that these guys made. It's actually my wife's car. And I'm riding down the road by myself last Tuesday, and the you know, everybody's car's got two empty, you know, so-and-so miles to empty. Well, I'm running along there, and I'm not used to driving that car, so it's like 50 miles, and next time I look, it was 30, 20, and it's a six-speed. I had it in fourth. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't know it. 
four years enough. Well, now we know why you didn't have a driving career in this sport. <laughs> the, the, the comments that I've got, you know, people have known Eddie, known that there's been something a little different about Eddie. But most people figured that he had a hole in his head. Thought <laughs> he had a hole in his heart. Yeah, that's he right. He still that, got the one in his head. Yeah, they, they fixed that one, but that's just it didn't stop there. So I'm riding down 95, and it's it's dark, and I glance down, so I'm seven. I'm like, oh, man. So I start looking for exits. Finally find one. By the time I get to the exit, it's about four, and so it was a... It was actually a shell station that was right off of 95. So I rolled down the ramp. I almost turned over with it out of gear. Rolled, <laughs> filled up a gas. I said, damn, I'll never do that again. Because I've always been a believer, and I'm sure Jack and Roger will say the same thing. And Tony, you want to be full of gas unless you're on fire. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, I'm thinking, I'll never do that again. I got all the way, it, it did the same thing again. I got it in fourth gear. And I don't know how I keep doing that. <laughs> I mean, I, I checked it, I thought. I mean, it's real close. And a car will absolutely fly. It's probably running 140 miles an hour. But I'm riding down the road, and, and it's like 12. And then, oh, shit, I start looking. And I, reach, I knock it out of gear. You know, to, to coast down this hill, which is not much hill here. <laughs> so it gets going again, and I pulled it back and forth again and didn't know it. So all of a sudden, it's at one, one mile, and I'm like, um, I see a green sign's one mile to, and it was this exit right out here to the land, 92. So again, knocked it out of gear, rolled down the hill. Turned in the service station. About, I mean, I must have turned in 80 mile an hour. Two wheels. <laughs> and, and this is no joke. I mean, it's stupid to even tell, but I don't really get excited about stuff. Like, it just winds me up. But I was up on the steering wheel, like this right here. I was almost like through the windshield. It's, this just fixed heart was going bam, 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 bam. <laughs> It took me about midnight that night to calm down. I never had anything like that happen to me. Ever. So anyway, that was, that's that stupid I am. But So the moral of the story is do not go on a road trip with Eddie Wood. <laughs> Anywhere. You know, it's safer when he brings his dad because he said, you know, his dad's 92 and just missed Speed Week's. His first speed week since like forty seven. Yeah. But a few years ago, he told the story about how he would drive up when his dad would decide he's going to come down for that final weekend. Eddie would drive back up to get him, and drive him back down the next day. Yeah. But the last time he did did that two or three years ago, he said he was so tired that his dad then at ninety drove the whole way. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me just add one thing about that clip. Yeah. Uh, you heard all the other voices in the clip were yeah. Tony Stewart. Yeah. And Jack Roush, who, because what it was, it was a panel of uh, Ford, Ford owners. Yeah, Ford, okay, it was a Ford deal. Ford deal. Ford. So deal. anyway, that's the that's kind fun. of stuff. That's the kind of stuff that Ken Willis and Godwin Kelly live for is these old stories and new stories from these old guys. Um, you know, recounting. Yeah. 
past glories and harrowing moments so anyway. I, I just like i want to see the hill that he found on i-95 in florida <laughs> at the coast down that's well when, like, you, when you're coming off uh, you come off 95 at 92 right well yeah you yeah do. you're coming down the, off the there's rain. a little yeah. hill there yeah man mm-hmm. i got a nosebleed up on top of that hill <laughs> all right we're gonna we're gonna go away we're gonna come back uh, in just a few seconds with the final segment we'll be right back Back with green white checkers, you'll get that too. Big time green white checkers, green white Boy. checkers. Uh, we we would be remiss if we uh, buried Speed Weeks 2018 without talking about the the uh, exit. Speaking of exit ramps, uh, <laughs> the brand the brand is gone from NASCAR. Yeah, long live the brand. Uh, she was here from 2010 to this week, this past week. And uh, she had, the brand has one race left, the Indianapolis, as AJ calls it, the Indianapolis 500 in May, Memorial Day weekend, and then in, in Indianapolis. And uh, so, what? Just tell me, your, what do you think that uh, the how the Danica Patrick experiment will be remembered years down the road? Well, there's 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 no question she opened a door for women drivers i mean there's in my mind there's no question now the the problem with danica was she came up open wheel racing she saw an opportunity in nascar you know to make money Mm -hmm. and she jumped in there you know and uh like a lot of open wheel guys and it's not just danica no no you know, you got your Juan Pablo Montoya, Sam Hornish. I mean, there's a big li- long Dario. List. Yeah, there's a big long list of guys that come or drivers that have come from uh, open wheel and just can't get the handle on NASCAR. Danny Sullivan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's endless. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just ended. Am I listening? <laughs> I was just thinking, my no, it's not endless to me. That's about all I got. Yeah. Of the guys who now there are some guys who tried and, and did make it work. You know, uh, Tony Stewart, chief among them. Yes, you know? yeah, Tony Stewart. But Tony Stewart's more of an AJ Foyt. Yeah, I can drive anything, yep. guy. Uh, anything Mario you can drive, I can drive better. Mario Andretti is the same mold. Yep. You know, you can drive anything. Yep, but it's so. hard adjustment because they're used to those cars that go where you tell them to go you can go in a straight line down that front stretch at indianapolis and you get to the end of that uh that front stretch and you barely crack that throttle throttle and you turn that wheel left and guess what it turns on a dime yeah the big old heavy stock cars don't do that they slip and slide a little bit and they're not yeah and it's a different they aj allmendinger was explaining that to me one day because he he made the transition but he was really good in, in indy cars and uh, I think he was in in the kart series after the IndyCar the two series split, you know. Right. And you had the Indy Racing League and kart. And uh, AJ Allmendinger was part of the kart series. And I think at one point he won five straight races the last year there before he came to NASCAR. He was he was a stud over there. And uh, and he's you know he's done his best. He's held his own. He hadn't embarrassed himself, but he is not taken to it the way he did the indy cars and he explained it he ex- explained it to me in a way that made me think it's almost like it's two different sports you know it's almost a difference between tennis and ping pong you know driving the st- big heavy nascar stock cars and those indy cars but anyway so that what we're saying is that's a long way to go to say there's no shame in the fact that she didn't adjust to nascar no no yeah. there's no shame um i you know it's actually kind of sad that she didn't do any better 
you know, you'd think with all the at-bats she had, uh, 191 at-bats in yeah. the Cup Series, that she could have got a top five. Yeah. Her best finish ever was six. Uh, she did finish top ten in the 500, which was a Play record. Flight race. You know, she led laps. Yep. Um, but she just never got the knack for NASCAR racing. So uh, let's look at the, you know, there's nobody on the near horizon. But I think what I'm going to do this year, and i got to make a note of it, I'm going to follow the ARCA series and watch Natalie Decker and see how she does. Because they, they, they speak very highly of her. You know, she she won the pole here two Saturdays ago for the ARCA race at Daytona. And uh, and and they spoke very highly of her, and she held her own in that race. I mean, right. she she was not afraid. She stuck now, it in there, and she just and she stayed right up near the she, front most now, of the day. She's coming up like uh, most of the stock car guys through yep. the stock car ranks, late model Short stuff. Trot. Yep. Yeah. So, um, you know, this is a natural progression for somebody like that. Yeah. And of course, again, it, you know, it's a restrictor plate race, the ARCA race, right. and all that. But, uh, but I, you're right. You know, keep an eye on her because if she starts winning races in ARCA, it won't it won't be long till we see her in NASCAR. Oh, I no, guarantee I mean, you. She's what you want in a young racer today, male or female, is you know you want ability. And you want some personality, and you know, and if they're ca- and if they're camera friendly, it's even better. And she's she checks, seems to check all those boxes. So she checks them all. And plus, plus, you know, yeah. 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 All right. Anything else? Uh, anything else before we uh, leave Speed Weeks and go to the birthday game? Well, uh, I just want to make one little personal uh, note here. Yeah, I want to thank the speedway and nascar for uh giving me a plaque honoring my 40th daytona 500 did you say flack <laughs> no they didn't give me a flack they just gave me a that'll be next week they gave me a uh plaque to uh, bring home and by the way because of the rules at, at the speedway yeah you, you know you can't walk around with um bags and whatnot they have yeah. to be open they have to be clear right i couldn't bring it with me <laughs> oh, really? so so my honorary plaque is yeah. still in the uh, media center oh you couldn't go across the I track go across the, the track yeah that's funny yeah so uh so, did you say, did you say do you know who I am? <laughs> yeah, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. Well, you could have just I well, never mind, that's another story. I'm saying you could have carried it in your hands and folded up the bag and put it in your back pocket. Uh, yeah. Too late, huh? I had other stuff. Uh the NASCAR WizKid. Yeah. Uh at NASCAR WizKid, I'll go ahead and promo him. He gave me a uh a a photograph of me and him yeah from two years ago when he was 10 years old when he was a nascar whiz toddler yeah hmm. and uh and so to co- commemorate the day he gave me this photo of me and him and um i look like i'm ready to <laughs> yell at him or something <laughs> what are you bothering me yeah. for <laughs> so uh but we were actually having us he asked me a serious question so i was giving him a serious answer in the in this photo that they were giving to me so but anyway uh thanks to all and uh we hope to see you at many more speed weeks yet to come 40 here. more 40, 40 more. more 40 more imagine the size of the cake then <laughs> All right, you want to play the birthday game? Yeah, let's do it. Speaking of aging. Yeah. 
All right, this one's interesting. We got three on Tuesday, the day that this podcast is unveiled to the masses. You ready? All right. Goblin. Roger Penske. All right. 81. Yep, that one's easy. Yeah, because we were I, just talking about yeah. it last week when he was in, how old he was. This one's not as easy. Bobby Unser. Bobby Unser. Bobby Unser is 73. Woo! I got you on that one. 84. Oh, my goodness. 84. Uh, original recipe, Scott Legacy. Not junior, but senior. Scott is 40. No, you're thinking you're closer to – you're thinking junior, who we had in the media center oh, last oh, week. Oh, 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 I get it. Scott Legacy Sr. Yes, I just said original 65. List. 59. Wow, he had Scott Jr. early. Well, I don't think Scott Jr. is 40. I think he's a little younger than that. He's he's knocking on four. All right, well, you know, hey, who's to, who's to uh, you know, cast no stones here? <laughs> All right, Wednesday, J.D. Gibbs, son of Joe, leader of Gibbs Racing. 40. 49. Off week for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm ashamed. I'm just exhausted. Tired. All yeah. right, we're going to go into Wayback Machine here Thursday. We're going to go into kind of Wayback Machine, not the way, way back. Bobby Unser would be the Wayback Machine. Yeah, that's the kind of Wayback Machine. Think trucks. Trucks. Think bush races. Trucks. Think mostly think book rate, bush races. Trucks. And this is a guy whose last name always looks like it's missing a letter. Chuck Bown. B-O-W-N. Chuck? Chuck Bown. His Chuck? birthday is Thursday. Yeah, I think we're like the same age, so I'll say 62. 64. Close enough. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. I'll give you that. Thank you. Way to go. All right. We're done, right? I'm Ken Willis. I am Godwin Kelly. Godwin P. Kelly. Godwin P. Kelly, the P. Silent. That's right. Like in pool. Yeah. Yes. You got to throw in the last half of that or so it make any follow sense. Follow us on Twitter at Godwin Kelly and Hey Willie NJ. Thanks a lot. Till next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Daytona Motormouths. To reach the program, please visit DaytonaMotormouths.com or follow on Twitter at NASCAR Daytona or Facebook at NASCAR Daytona. And thanks for joining us. Daytona Motormouths is a production of the Daytona Beach News Journal.